we're all human beings, right? You're going to forget what somebody said to you or what they did to you, but you'll never forget how you made them feel. So mm-hmm. if I, as a leader, can positively impact somebody else and help them grow into a a better version of who they were before they interacted with me, I've been successful. Hey everyone, it's Amy Lynn Durham and you're listening to Create Magic at Work. Create Magic at Work is on a mission to equip senior leaders with tools they need to be a true quantum leader and actually understand what that means. Improve employee engagement, retain top talent, and transform your workplace culture to have less drama and stress. So let's start making magic. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Create Magic at Work. Today I have someone that I met this year in my Edgewalker coaching uh, facilitator class that I would love to introduce you to. His name is Sal Selly. He has 30 plus years of highly accomplished technology, sales, and consulting career with Oracle, Infor, Dell, and more. He's an expert in identifying, analyzing, and executing on market opportunities across industry verticals and organizational stages, and he has lived and worked across the globe. Sal's a successful entrepreneur, an angel investor, and a thought leader, having set up and mentored several business operations and leaders across industries and geographies. Sal is a sought-after speaker and mentor and has published various books, podcasts, and a video channel. Sal has an MBA from Dalhousie University and graduate studies from Cornell, MIT, and Stanford University. He resides in Austin, Texas, and he's a certified Edgewalker coach and facilitator. (laughs) No surprise why he's on the Create Magic at Work podcast. Sal founded MaximizeU.life, which is an AI-powered tech platform to maximize human potential and customize your growth journey. That's super edgewalkery. I just made up that name. Uh, this enables individuals to lead a more balanced, fulfilled, and happier life. Sal, welcome to Create Magic at Work. Thank you, Amy. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to have you. Can you share with, I mean, obviously your background and experience is really impressive. Can you share a little bit more about your work life up to this point and teams that you've managed for the listeners? Absolutely. So like you rightly pointed out, you know, my background has been technology and consulting and I have built businesses from the ground up and really leveraged creating organizations that are on the cutting edge of technology. Right. Uh, A lot of my work has been in SaaS based businesses uh, that are uh, on the hyperscalers or the cloud and really transformative in terms of making a difference in impacting human life. So I'm very passionate about that. And I have over the years mentored a lot of folks. I find it very fulfilling when you can show somebody the path to to traverse and they develop and grow and i really enjoy that so uh, that's what i do on a day-to-day basis and i uh, continue to uh, pursue that i'm a lifelong learner i believe in 
maximizing human potential. We all have a lot of potential, but for many, it stays dormant. So that's what I'm passionate mm-hmm. about and I uh, love, love what I do. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's where, I'm curious what your take is on spirituality in the workplace, because we were in the Edgewalker certification for coaches together and your background yes. just feels very computery. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're into AI and all of those things. Where do you think, if at all, they intersect? And and where 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 do you feel there's a place for spiritual development in the workplace? It's critical, right? Uh, faith and spirituality form the bedrock of any long-term sustainable growth uh, trajectory. Right. Um, for me, it's one of the fundamental building blocks because if you don't have faith and you're not spiritually oriented, then you're going to be setting yourself up for disappointment when things are not going in your favor and you're not getting the result that you wanted in the time frame that you want. You're going to be disappointed and that can spiral into a lot of different uh, further issues like you know depression anxiety stress and a lot a loss of life frankly so mm-hmm. you know and i experienced this firsthand many years ago mm-hmm. and that's why i really believe that faith and spirituality plays such a critical role in making you understand that, yes, you're going to do what you can, but ultimately the outcome is not in your hands. You do your best, you put in the right effort, but you have to believe that whatever happens, happens for the good. Okay, and that's where the spirituality comes in. I was reading a Bible verse the other day and it said, the end is better than the beginning period right so in my opinion faith and spirituality gives you the comfort and the confidence that whatever happens it's going to be okay and that's very free mm-hmm. mm. yeah thank you for sharing that i think that for years there's been a lot of talk chatter training in the workspace on emotional intelligence, having some self-awareness of my emotions, um, having an emotional management strategy. Am I able to build connections? And now I am seeing this uprising, if you will, of going beyond EQ and even in in a faith neutral way in the workplace, where how can we access our inner wisdom and inner compassion as we're making business decisions for the greater good? How do we look at the whole human and make sure that they are not succeeding at the expense of themselves, right? And so I know that you're really passionate about mental health and mental health awareness in the workplace. What's your viewpoint on where that should sit? in an organization? Yeah, great question. And I'm glad you asked me that. What the first step is to acknowledge that there is, that is a problem, 
right? For years, nobody even talked about it. It was a taboo topic and not to be discussed and quite frankly, something that you hid, right? It's only recently that one, people have acknowledged that yes, that is an issue. And two, well, if you don't acknowledge a problem exists, you're not going to fix it. So in my opinion, that's a huge step forward. Once you've acknowledged it, now the question is how do you solve it? And that's where there are external factors that you can focus on and there are internal factors, which is yourself and understanding mm-hmm. yourself better, right? And knowing the triggers that get you spiraling in a particular direction. So I think both of those are critically important, right? So it's like a continuum and on one side you have the external variables or the external factors that you have some control over. And then on the other side, you have your internal factors which you have a lot of control over. So, and then in the middle, the bridge that connects those two is is faith and you know, spirituality. So I kind of like to view it like that. And I think when you view it in that perspective, then you can really focus on what you can control. Why worry about what you cannot control, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think when you think about it like that, people start to stress less and they tend to live a little more balanced because when you let go of things that you have no control over, then you can focus on the things that you can control, which is how you react to the situation. Hmm. Yes. So what would you say to someone that feels like on paper they're successful at work? You know, maybe somebody listening, but it's coming at a cost. It's coming at a cost of feeling energetically depleted. It's coming at a cost for maybe not showing up to their family or relationships in the way that they should. What would be some wisdom that you could offer to someone listening that might be in that space? Yeah. For me, I think the first thing is to understand the difference between important versus urgent. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are a lot of things that are urgent and we tend to devote our time and attention to those. And we forget the things and the people that are really important. So Mm -hmm. one is understanding that, right? Our family is important. Our spouse is important. Our kids are important. Investing in ourselves is important because that is going to determine our future, right? So one, understand the difference. Two, write it down and prioritize, right? And I've done this. And for years, I was guilty of running behind the conspicuous symbols of success, right? The title, the compensation, the perks, the bank balance, the properties, the assets, the investments, the 401k, so on and so forth. But all those things, those are the, 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 the three R's, right? They rust, they, they get robbed, and they, they get destroyed. So on the other hand, your critical factors that are really important to you, like family, like balance, like quality relationships, like your relationship with God, that has to be a priority. And when you write it down and you prioritize it, A, B, and C, you you don't get to C, 
maybe B you put on the lower priority list, but A is what you focus on. And that's what you keep front and center, right? And that's where you measure it. And that gets done first, and then the rest happens. And I understand it sounds simple, but it's not. It's very difficult because we get pulled in so many different directions, but that's where the balance comes in, right? And really understanding what is important and prioritizing that and saying no to some of the other things. In our culture, right, we, 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 we are quick to say yes because everybody said, no, 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 don't say no. The customer's always right. Um, I don't want to, you know, put a, give a bad impression that I'm a slacker and I'm a, a quiet quitter, right? So keep taking uh-huh. on work, keep taking on extra work. <laughs> but that, that is, comes at such a cost, right? So a long-winded answer to your question, my advice would be really understand what is of importance to you. Not what is urgent, but what is important. Prioritizing that and saying no to other things. So good. The awareness of what your core values are and how they are prioritized in your life. And if you're living in alignment with those, Um, I so relate to what you were saying about, you know, the hyper achiever in me always volunteering for the project at work or stepping up to take this on or, going above and beyond in this way to succeed. Um, it was just, yeah, you know, I, you have a suggestion to make something better within the system or within the company. And then the company says, okay, go ahead and you take that on and go do it. It's your idea, which is great recognition. But at the same time, looking back, it's like, at what cost? I wasn't being compensated more for the additional work I took on, which is an energetic depletion in itself, right? Like money can be energy coming in and out. Um, And I, you know, I, of course, as Dr. Judy says, God makes no mistakes, right? So I'm sure I went through all of that for a reason, but I'm like, I could have said no to a lot more and saved some of my mental health and physical health, frankly, from stress, probably long-term stress, right? Like it's not, there's all this data that shows it's not aging. It might just be stress. So really great light that you're shining on that. I just think back, oh my gosh, what have I had said? I mean, I'm not living in regret, but for anybody listening right now, it's really good to hear because years down the line, if you're in a different role or a different career or something, and you look back maybe you should say no to a couple of things and save some of your energy for yourself to where you're serving from a a cup that's overflowing instead of from an empty cup. Yeah. You know, there's no U-Haul, there's no U-Haul attached to a hearse, right? So all your possessions and all your material successes are going to be left over here when you go to a better place. So, it's good to do that. It's good to strive and it's good to do that, but don't do that as an extreme. And we're, you know, we sometimes get caught up in that rat race, right? Because we start comparing ourselves. Comparison kills contentment. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you want to compare, compare yourself to a better version of yourself. 
rather than somebody else who visibly may be looking because they post on Facebook and social media, right? They they may visibly look better than you and bigger than you and more successful than you. But at the end of the day, it's not about you and them. Mm-hmm. So why are you sweating it, right? Yeah, I love that. Or comparing yourself to who you were a year ago and marking down, celebrating how much progress you've made. And I think that's a beautiful way to put that. And I know we wanted to talk about balance and staying grounded. I think that's a great way to have some balance and stay grounded in what we're doing here. I yes, I would like to know when you said you can't attach a U-Haul to a hearse, I think is what you said. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think is the ultimate in leadership? I usually ask, I occasionally ask guests what, what they feel a quantum leader is. And yes. I'm curious what your thoughts are because we do come from this world of achievement, high achievement, possibly hyper achieving. What do you think the true legacy is of a leader in the workplace? Yeah, that's a very interesting question, right? Uh, and I think it really depends on each individual's perspective. But to me, it's how many people have you positively impacted and helped grow to become better versions of themselves? Mm. Okay. Uh, And remember, I'm not saying that they have become more materially successful, but you have impacted them and you have had a role to play in them becoming better versions of themselves. Whether that is whatever yardstick they want to use, right? That's their their Mm -hmm. prerogative. But if you have been able to make a difference, to me, that is being an effective leader. Because when you focus on that, the rest of the things will take care of itself, right? Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, Amy, people, we're all human beings, right? You're going to forget what somebody said to you or what they did to you, but you'll never forget how you made them feel. So Mm -hmm. if I, as a leader, can positively impact somebody else and help them grow into a better version of who they were before they interacted with me, I've been successful. Mm -hmm. That's a great measurement. Yeah, a legacy, right? And part of, um, in spiritual intelligence, there's a skill, it's called, what is your breadth of time perception? And one of the calls for that skill is, can you make leadership decisions knowing that your life is extremely profound yet also a tiny piece of the history of the universe? And can you make leadership decisions from that paradox? So I just wanted to add that on because what you shared was really great about sending that ripple effect out, right? And your legacy. And your legacy is not only the legacy you're leaving at work, but who are you when you sign off Zoom? Who are you when you show up in your home, in your daily life? I think that's, that's your legacy as well. And it's a daily yeah. thing. It's not It's not your 401k after you pass away in your will. or you, you know what I mean? Exactly. And I think another good measurement of that is 
when people that you interacted with 10, 15, 20 years ago are still in touch with you mm-hmm. and they reach out to you and they ask you to guide them or they bounce certain ideas of you. That is a testament of true leadership because you added value in their lives long after you were not in a constant touch with them. And I've had people from years ago from different countries and different regions where I used to work before with them who are still in touch with me. And they call me and they ask me stuff and they keep me posted. And I'm not asking them to do that. They don't report into me, but they mm-hmm. value they value my input and my direction. And that's why they do that. And to me, that is very rewarding because I did something right for them to do that. Of course, because you're like an off the scales edge walker and one of the skills is connecting. (laughs) So of course you are 20 years later. That's amazing. Yeah. And a great example. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about AI. We haven't done that on create magic at work yet, but your platform is powered by AI uh, maximize you. And I would like to hear what your, there's so much chatter right now on LinkedIn and everywhere about chat GPT and AI and the robots are taking over. What is your insight, wisdom, thoughts on AI right now? And maybe you can talk a little bit about how you incorporate it into maximize you. Absolutely. So if you think about it, right, Artificial intelligence, look at the two words that make that up. One, intelligence. What is intelligence? Intelligence is the ability to glean insights from raw data and put it into action. That is intelligence. And we know that the data that is out there is only expanding and it will continue to grow. So we need some intelligence because otherwise it's wasteful and it's useless. So that's the intelligence part. The artificial part is where we leverage technology and the um, compute capability and the advancements in storage and processing power and memory to do what humans would do, but do it better and faster and quicker. Okay. So really that's what the two words mean, right? Mm -hmm. When we can utilize And that's what makes it artificial, right? Because it's not a human-based intelligence. It's it's technology that we are leveraging. There's huge potential in that, right? Now, uh, people have been, uh, in my opinion, this is my opinion, we're just touching the the tip of the iceberg, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to pervade all aspects of our life. It's going to pervade health. It's going to pervade finance. It's going to pervade logistics and retail and distribution and the arts, right? And a lot of that is going to be positive because anytime you can leverage technology to do something better, quicker, and faster than a human, you're allowing and enabling the human to do something further up the value chain, okay? So you're freeing them up to potentially do bigger and better things because we all have a finite resource and that's time. So that's the upside of AI. 
The downside is, and I'm going to be very honest here, Mm -hmm. people say that, well, I'm afraid I may lose my job. And my answer is, you should be afraid because it depends on what kind of work you're doing. If you're doing work that is mundane, repetitive, and something that is not high on the value chain, it can Mm -hmm. be replaced by technology and by a machine. So maybe you should reskill and upskill yourself, right? So is there a downside to AI? Yes, but that downside is the same downside that was there when, you know, IVRs came into the picture or ATMs came into the picture, right? Mm -hmm. That's also technology, but you still do go into the bank when you want to talk to a financial planner who is going to help you readjust or reallocate your portfolio. Why? Because that's further up the value chain. But if you just want to take out cash, you don't need to go into the bank, you use the ATM. So has technology replaced humans? No, but it has enabled humans to get further skilled and focus on the higher value producing activities, Mm. right? Mm. So that's how we at Maximize You are leveraging AI because we, the first step is to figure out where you are and who you are and what are your inclinations and what's your starting point. And we feed a lot of that raw data that comes from assessments into a model, which then shows you the pathway to get to where you want to go based on other people in similar roles. That's where the AI comes in, right? Interesting, yeah. So there's huge potential in my opinion. This is just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to see it really impact us. And for the most part, it's going to be positive. But Mm -hmm. yes, we should be be cautious and reskill and upskill ourselves to continue to add value to our customers and our employees and our stakeholders, because at the end of the day, that can never be replaced by a machine. So good. Uh, you just have me thinking, I mean, this is all where where kind of the, the consciousness is coming up with people I feel like more than ever are identifying as an edge walker or people wanting to tap into their spirituality more, which is that access to a higher power they believe in or um, their inner wisdom and compassion, their higher self. I don't know that AI could replace, you know, empathy and compassion and wisdom and making a decision for humanity in that way. And so when you're telling, when you're talking about up leveling your skill set as a leader, that's to me where that's going. How do I put my ego aside and operate from my inner wisdom and compassion a higher percentage of time? And that's where edge walking and spiritual intelligence comes in and spiritual development, you know, going beyond EQ um, is really going to be where it is. And oh, by the way, you get to benefit from having inner, inner and outer peace, even under great stress when you, when you do this. So it's a win-win. I think that's a beautiful light to put it in. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I'm going to pull a journal prompt card for you from 
the Create Magic at Work journal prompt card deck. It's a deck of 33 cards for the workplace. And we're going to get a message for the listeners and for you from the universe. Let me see awesome. what comes up for everyone. <laughs> oh, we got an Edgewalker <laughs> quality anyway. <laughs> passion. <laughs> How funny. Okay. Um, so the affirmation for everyone listening and, and for us is I have great power within and I recognize when inspiration strikes me. And this is interesting because we were talking a lot about legacy and what's our daily legacy and what kind of legacy do we want to leave and how do we want to leave people feeling? And so Sal, just sharing personal, if you're open to it, the coaching question on here is with regards to your career, what are you passionate about? Yeah. You know, that's a softball, Amy, which I'm going to take. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. universe gave it to I you, am, so. <laughs> yes, I am passionate about maximizing human potential, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maximizing human potential and leveraging technology to eliminate the traditional barriers to that, right? What are the traditional Mm. barriers to maximizing human potential? It's geography, it's cost, it's having access to specialized resources, it's having access to curated content, it's the ease of consumption, the ease of recording and measuring. So when we can eliminate those traditional boundaries by leveraging technology and AI. Now, anybody and everybody that wants to develop and grow and get better can. No more excuses. You have the ability to do that. And that's what I'm so passionate about, maximizing potential. And it's not just academic potential. It's becoming a better father, being a better husband, It's being a better human being, right? It's leading a more balanced life, a more fulfilled life. At the end of the day, what is it that each of us is after? We want happiness at the end of the day. So that's really what I'm uh, passionate about. Yeah, really good. I think that's some really great insights for everyone listening that wants to do leadership, work, life for the greater good. So thank you for sharing that. Of course. If people want to learn more about what you do, where can they connect with you? Yeah, they can uh, reach out at, uh, they can go to maximize you, www.maximizeyou.life. They can uh, find me on LinkedIn under Sal Selly, or they can uh, send me an email at info at maximizeyou.life. I'm on uh, all the different platforms that are out there. Or if you want, you do it the old-fashioned way and you pick up the phone and you call. Uh, (laughs) That seems to be a lost art because everybody likes to not do that, right? Because, hey, what happens if they ask me something that I don't know? Well, it's okay. You've done something new. So... (laughs) There you go. Yeah. And I highly recommend following Sal on LinkedIn. He's very thoughtful. He posts um, some really great leadership things and he's very active on there and really as a mentor for others, considering all of your past experience and where you're taking Maximize You. So we'll put all all of those links in the show notes as well. 
Yeah. So if anyone's interested, they can, you can just hit the, the show notes and click on it and check it out. Sal, thank you so much for being a guest on Create Magic at Work and for helping send some magic to everyone today. Thank you so much, Amy. You're doing some awesome work yourself, and I really appreciate your time and giving me the opportunity to come on your show. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm grateful we're connected. Absolutely. Do you have this feeling that you were called to do something very special and important in the world? Do you consciously tune into something higher than yourself for guidance and inspiration? Have you had mystical or spiritual experiences that have provided guidance in your everyday life and work? If you answered yes to those three questions, then you are a fit for a Create Magic at Work coaching program. If you're looking to explore new frontiers in your personal and professional life, I invite you to consider stepping into one of my coaching programs. I specialize in helping people step outside of their comfort zone and embrace the unknown. Whether you're looking to launch a new business venture, navigate a major life transition, or simply push yourself to reach new heights, I can help you achieve your goals. Please schedule a complimentary consultation with me at createmagicatwork.net. Click on work with Amy, and I can't wait to see you. Sending magic to you. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming back every week to listen to a new episode of Create Magic at Work and really helping to support and advocate for healthy leaders, workplaces, and lives for all of us. If you want any information on how to connect with me, click on the link in the show notes. You'll get access to all of the social media links for Create Magic at Work. Stay following along for more amazing episodes where we help you improve productivity and profitability in the workplace and decrease stress. Sending magic to everyone and see you next time.